Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. Just Johnny, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I can't see a thing, but it's going good. What do you mean you can't see a thing? I can see now the sun is shining, blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy. Okay, so if this is your first time listening, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we're going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to go back to the uh, Nintendo Partner Showcase. Um, we have yet to talk about it. Uh, we did do some predictions, and we hit on none of them, um, by the way. So we'll have to eat that crow in a little bit. Um, but first, don't forget to visit our Discord, discord.switchrpg.com. Visit our Twitter, twitter.com forward slash switchrpg. YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash switchrpg. What are you playing, Johnny? Oh, I've been playing nothing except for two games. So I ordered a, a couple of games. Okay. For my brother, he's a huge Tony Hawk fan, so I got him the remake. Okay. And he uh, he's been chomping hard on that. He's uh, that that was uh, that was kind of like he's getting his Tony Hawk fix that he hasn't gotten in years, Did- and now he's relapsing. And now uh, maybe in a couple weeks I'll have to take them to anti Tony Hawk rehab or something like that. Do they but, have like the original tracks on those? Uh, they got a good number of them. Yeah, that's awesome. That was the I, best. I don't know how many of them they have. Now it was a great game because I love playing those games, but the music was also iconic for at least for me because I listened to a lot of the music that was already right. on them, so it was it was perfect. Yeah, 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 the music, the music, the soundtrack for Tony Hawk is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just really, really good stuff. Uh, that was actually probably my first real intro into punk rock. I mean, not the whole soundtrack was punk, but no, right. But yeah, they they had a, a good number of punk rock songs across multiple Tony Hawk games, and that was probably my first sort of a uh, bigger, exp- you know, experiences with punk rock, and it was great. Because if it wasn't for Tony Hawk, I probably never would have gotten into, into punk. Oh well, I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so I, I got on that, uh, and I picked up uh, two games for myself. One of them, which I know I didn't really need, but it was so cheap on GameStop that I grabbed it, and that was uh, Civilization Six. Okay. Nerd. It was like thirteen bucks. Wow. Thirteen. Thirteen dollars physical. For- for what uh, system? For the Switch. Oh. Yeah. So I got the physical, you know, cartridge Civilization Six thing. I figured, why not? It's only like 13 It was either 13 or 14 bucks. Uh, so I did that. And the other game, the reason why I went to GameStop to begin with, was to order 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. For the PlayStation? Yes, well, yeah. PS4 because that's the only that's the only console it's out for right now. Maybe it'll come out on Switch, but they didn't announce it. If they did announce it, I would have waited, right. but they didn't. And it was actually kind of cool because the game comes with um, it was sixty dollars, so it game you know it, it's a premium 
price to pay for a game that typically isn't as high tier quality, but they did put in some cool stuff. Uh, so in in the game uh, or, or in the box, it was like a bigger box. It had like an insert, a sleeve oh, nice. over the typical game box. And inside that sleeve was, and I wasn't even expecting this, was a, uh, a I don't know, 40 something page art book for the game. So it came with like a little mini art book that I got to flip through. So I was like a, a nice happy accident kind of thing. Nice. So I, I played probably about an hour of that. And that was it. Because uh, I'm kind of going through a different game. But I'll have more to say on Aegis Rim or 13 Sentinels uh, later. Probably probably next time we record, I'll talk more about it. Okay. But uh, game looks good. And it has this cool thing with the dialogue uh, system. It's pretty cool. But I'll talk about that now if you want to ask me or or later when I explore the game further. Yeah, when you get into it a little further, uh, I'd be interested in knowing that. And I think a lot of people will, actually, because it is it is coming to the... I mean, or it is on the Switch in Japan, right? Yep. Yeah, just not in the West yet. Oh, wait. Uh, that, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay. No clue at all. But the other game I've been playing, this ties into uh, something that we'll talk about later is Hades, and I've been playing Hades like crazy. Um, crazy. I have as well. <laughs> that game is so good. Just it's just it's one of those games where you play alright, just just one more time. Alright, okay. This this is the last time. Alright, I that wasn't a good run. This this is the one. It's just constantly that. Oh <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was like takes or what no. you were doing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like every time you finish a run, that's essentially what I do. Um, every time I finish a run, it's just like, all right, all right, just just one more time, just one more time. It is it is excellent. It's probably gonna be my Switch game of the year because it is so so good. The narrative, it it this is this is a roguelike, but they made the narrative so engrossing and so powerful and and just constantly new stuff is happening kind of like with tr- children of morta bingo that's exactly what i was gonna say um I but the fe- gameplay is way tighter okay i'll i'll, I'll agree with you there um yeah. I'll it's, agree it's, with you it's there. a tighter gameplay system it's better graphics it's better music it's different uh, it's, it's just different graphics overall. it's uh, i think oh, they yeah. both went for a different aesthetic and they both nailed that aesthetic um yeah di- different style yeah. very different style. Mm-hmm. the style is very much what um super giant does it, it's it's their jam it kind of looks a lot like pyre it, it's almost the same visual aesthetic as pyre yep. except very they went even more contrast uh heavy with the color use yep uh whereas pyre was a little bit more a little bit more pastel a little bit more subdued but like they went heavy on the on the the black ink Everything's very inky mm-hmm. looking, almost comic-y, and just beautiful, beautiful looking game. Runs super well on Switch. Perfect. I haven't experienced any slowdown. I've had thousands of what seems like thousands of enemies on the screen. Never experienced any issues with that. Uh, what and like you had said, Supergiant just has their thing and they hit it um, right out of the park. The, their music is freaking awesome. Uh, just that grunge bass that's kind of just playing in the background, just heavy like uh distorted bass just oh, yeah. just thumping along um and then so um good. then you have the narrator talking like 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 they break that third that that wall there uh where he like he talks to the narrator as well um yeah, breaking the fourth wall yeah yeah it's just yeah. 
and it's so much fun. Like, and then you're you're doing all your uh, relearning of all your uh, Greek uh, gods and everything like that. Uh, man, yeah, it is. It is. It's got a very addictive gameplay. How how far have you gotten? Um, I have gotten to the um, the third boss so far. Oh, the duo. Yeah. Well, um, I think the first time I saw him, it was just one one of them. It was just the the bull, whoever that is. Um, oh, that was yeah, yeah. That can happen sometimes. Yep. Yeah, and then the second time I got it, it was the bull and someone else. Uh, if you had said his name, I would know. Um, Theseus. These, yeah. Uh, well, he had a, like a sword or sword and shield or a spear and shield. Spear, yeah, it's a spear. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's actually so when you fight the bull, uh, I forgot his name. It's like it starts with an A. Um, when you fight him. That's not the final fight. Oh, okay. So it's a sec. That's a. It's that's like a fight before the final fight kind of thing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it. I guess they do that in order to give you practice and to let you know who to take out first when you're fighting both of them at the same time. Gotcha. You should definitely take out the bull first. It's way easier when you do that. All right. Well, good. Good to know. Um... Oh, sorry. Should I not have mentioned that? No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I already know who the fourth boss is. I don't want to mention it, just in case no one's gotten to it. Um, but well, I've I have uh gone through, defeated the final boss. I think. Uh, I oh, I've definitely, I've definitely done the main. I've completed the loop, and I've completed the loop multiple times. And even though when you complete the loop, you think that would be the end, it's not the end. Okay. That's like the halfway point to the game. I must be really... I, I don't know how much time you've played it. I don't know what you've unlocked. I must be pretty bad then. <laughs> uh, I probably played with... Uh, did you get the... Uh, you can get like a little uh, water, uh, like, like a pool, like, like a bird bath almost, in, in your, your room. Yep. And you go up to it, and it tells you how many runs you've done. I you... think I'm getting close to 30 runs. I'm right around in between uh, 25 and 30. Okay. Well, well, I'm about that as well. So. Oh, and you're not that far in? Hmm. No. Hmm. Might be a skill thing going on. <sighs> <laughs> but it is so good. And just just so you don't get uh, discouraged or, or whatever, like, because my expectation was, once I completed the loop, that's it. I would, I would have been done with the game. And it wasn't the end. And it seems like that was only the halfway point. Oh. There's, there's a lot more to it. And okay. I'm glad that there is because it's enjoyable that there's more to it. I don't know if I ever want to play again, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I'm done playing the game. Just a pro tip, though, because this messed me up. I didn't even realize it. Uh, I went through pretty much... Doing until I completed the, the the main loop, and then you go up to the mirror, and I notice on the left hand side of those uh, stats that you can improve the permanent stuff uh, that you can switch, you can swap them. There's like two. They they swap with each one, and I didn't realize that until afterwards. I'm like, oh my goodness! What are you saying? Thought... <laughs> All right, so you know you know you have to use the keys to yeah. unlock more stats that yes. you can dump your purple crystals into mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that isn't it. There's two of them per line. I don't really. Yeah, if you look all the way to the left, there's like this weird-looking square icon. Click on that, and it will flip it, and the text will go from I think like purple to green. And it, it's a completely different ability that you can dump points into. All right. Well, I'm gonna. We're not gonna take a break. I'm just. I just gotta go grab my switch. Okay. Grab it. Cause go for I, it. Because I don't believe you. You don't believe me? Yeah, I didn't I, even realize and I'm that gonna, was in there. Then I saw that. I'm like, I just spent all my points on these things that mean nothing <laughs> I, when I could have spent it on. There, there was a second. Basically, it's a second choice for every single one. There's a second choice. I'll also say that once you grab your weapon, you can actually click on the weapon again, and there's also things in there you can choose. Um, yeah, that, that happens when the weapon turns red. Right. I feel like it is. Yeah, it turns red every time. Oh, there's like blood going around it. Yeah. I don't believe you reveal. You reveal the weapon. All right, g give me a second. What? Give me a second. Hey, did you pause it? No. We're still recording. Oh, we're still recording. Yes. Oh goodness. We're going wild here. So Hades is probably gonna be, if I had to put it up there, probably gonna be my my favorite game from from Super Giant. And to topple Pyre is quite the achievement. I don't know if it's going to topple Pyre, but it, it seems like it might topple Pyre. Well, it's, it's so good. Pyre's not on the Switch, is it? I don't know why it isn't. It should be on the Switch. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, and I will tell you that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Supergiant sells really well on the Switch, so I'm sure Pyre oh, yeah. will be on there. Right. And this in Hades is, uh, right now it's tied for number one rated game this year. Yeah. What's number uh, one? Animal Crossing? No, no. Tied with... Um, I'm talking of all the systems. It's tied oh. with uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Holy cow. Yeah. 93%. That's crazy. That is... That is crazy. So, did, do you have your Switch fired up? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to load it up right now, but, yeah. I mean, I'll go, go on to... I'll go on to what I've been playing. I've been playing Adam RPG. Um, you'll notice that if you visit the YouTube channel. Um, I, yep. I feel like... I I think my time with that might be coming to an end. Um, a lot of the quest lines are very obtuse, and they give you no direction. Um, it almost makes you feel like some of the quest lines are bugged. It's just really super, super frustrating. Um, so, yeah, you'll be... It'll tell you to go to a town... Um, can I'm sorry. Can you turn my end down on on you? Like I can hear an echo. Just that. All right, cool. So yeah, like a lot of the quest lines will say, "All right, go to whatever town and gather more information." I've will literally talk to everyone, and I've yet to gather information. I've looked in every nook and cranny. It's just like this is just super frustrating. There's no like quest like markers or anything like that. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think my time might be coming to an end with that. Time to pick something up, else up. Hades, of course, been playing playing that like crazy. Uh, as well as Minecraft Dungeons. There have been a lot of improvements since the last time I played. I've been playing with my son. They've added so many different, like, things to it. Um, if you, if you played it initially and you kind of stopped for a while, get the DLC, start playing again. It really, really is, is worth it. Holy cow. I, I, I see, I see, I see what you're talking about in Hades. 
you see the mirror now, the, the second choice for every single permanent stat or ability, whatever it is, the talent. You have, got, you have got to be kidding me right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How insane is that? That that these some of these things will will change the game. They're game changers, yeah. Now I now I realize why they have that key on the uh, on the very bottom. You could spend the keys to completely respec. Right, and it's cheap enough to respec. I love that it's really inexpensive. It lo like allows you to play differently. Did you unlock all the? Did you use up all your keys? No, I'm at the level twenty tier. I haven't unlocked that one. I, I, that's what I was going for. I have thirteen keys of twenty that I needed to do, but I, I can't even look at that right now. <laughs> so you still have two more sets. You have to unlock the twenty and then the thirty that comes after that. Alright, I haven't I haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah, what? it's a lot of keys to get. Wow. The uh the final one is there's some pretty good stuff there. Well the last two actually are both really good. Alrighty. All right, definitely. I've I've seen a lot of people be, uh, playing that game, Hades. Yeah. And if you're not playing it, pl like get into it. Watch some videos. See if it's something you like. Obviously, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Well, don't don't spoil it. Well, here's the, the thing. Actually good. It's but, actually really good. But a not not a lot of people like the 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 gameplay of uh, roguelikes. So it's if you don't like that gameplay loop, uh, yeah. th this is not going to be your thing. So. It is it is a very fast, very very fast paced action game. Diab like action Diablo, like Diablo Diablo esque in faster, yeah. in terms of enemy like attacking things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's uh, some enemies. Uh, some sometimes you'll get a spawn of enemies that creates kind of like a bullet hell type oh, of scenario yeah. where you're dodging like crazy. Yeah. Uh, was it what's the goddess uh, Athena? Her deflect ability especially the dodge deflect mm -hmm. is awesome yeah awesome awesome i i that whenever that pops up for a choice i grab it every time yeah yeah it's uh it's it's up there for me as well as uh in terms of game game of the year for sure and it's getting close to game of the year time we're uh end of september beginning of october we got one more month until we start really doing some of our awards, so we're nah two more. No, 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 no. Depends. Yeah. Well, it depends. Maybe even three more, right? Uh, what's that big RPG that's coming out in December? Say what? Yeah. Oh well, you got is it? We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. All right. So for uh, new game announcements, we have turn-based RPG Crown Trick generates um on an October release on the Nintendo Switch. If you're not familiar with Crown, Crown Trick, Team 17 and developer Next Studios have announced the release date for their upcoming turn-based RPG Crown Trick. Uh, you'll be able to get your hands on it from uh, October uh, 16th. Said to redefine the roguelike genre with synchronous turn-based con combat, Crown Trick... I'm having a tough time spitting out these words. <laughs> Crown Trick has you navigating your way through various monsters and traps which move you in time with the player... It reminds us, it reminds them, this is on NintendoLife.com, of Crypt of the Necrodancer and its Zelda mashup, Cadence of Hyrule. So if you like those games, this is one you'll want to take note of. Uh, they do have a quick blurb of it. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but yeah, I could guess maybe see some of that, um, maybe Cadence of Hyrule. I don't know. It, it's definitely a different art style, uh, but it does have that top-down uh, perspective that we're used to in those two games. 
Um, Can you hear what I'm hearing? No, sir. All right, good. Is uh, it... I like the art style a lot. I think it's uh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm nice not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's just different. It's not pixel art at all. Um, yeah, it's not pixel art, but it it could be. Uh, it it looks has almost the same cool. similar perspective and yeah, sort of a presentation, but yeah. it's not. It's not pixel. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it almost looks hand drawn to me. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely hand drawn, especially the animation work. It is that step, that turn based, but like real time turn based kind of um, take a step, do an action. Yeah, and like then, every step turn. Right, and the enemies do do that as well. Yeah, that that is traditional roguelike or yeah. or even roguey um, type gameplay mechanics. So it, I would say it's. I mean, it doesn't have that rhythm mechanic of. Uh, of those other game, uh, the uh, Necro Dancer, yeah, games. Yep. yeah, we've played games like this, and this one looks it looks uh, like it could be pretty good. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, nice. Uh, that is Crown Trick October 16th, coming up really quick, uh, less than three weeks away. All right, action adventure farming RPG uh, coming up here. We have Kataria Fables uh, coming to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. In, in I'm sorry, in 2021, P-Cube, um, if you're familiar with that uh, publisher, will release Twin Hearts developed action adventure farming RPG Katari Fables for, like I had mentioned, all those consoles. Um, about, here's what the game is about. This is, again, on Jamatsu. Uh, you can find this information everywhere. But uh, Katari Fables is a delightfully cute fusion of action RPG adventure farming sim best described as a mix of Cat Quest and Rune Factory. Enter the cute world of Kanoid, Kanoid era, maybe I don't know, uh, and take on quests of your animal neighbors as they face a rising tide in darkness. Real-time combat, exploration, and dungeoneering sit alongside farming for provisions and crafting of new weapons and armor, and forging new spells to increase new powers. So it's one of those games that require work. Ugh. I don't know. It looks pretty combat intensive um to me it does have the harvest moon stuff in there but i see a lot of combat going on well that's good because that that's your cat quest um you know your action rpg portion of it yeah and, I, and you're right i do see a see a lot of that uh combat but I, apparently this there's a whole farming side of things sim side of things and yeah. to me those games have never they're just not for me yeah, I don't, I don't see anything in the game that stands out as being something special to pay attention to. Uh, it could be good, but it's uh, I don't know. It's there's nothing new in there. I've I've seen the mechanics that it's doing. I've, I've played games with those mechanics, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. So yeah, maybe not thirty years ago, but yeah, I was gonna 20. say not 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 that long, but yeah, Harvest Moon is pretty old. Right, I know what you mean, though. I do know what you mean. So, I mean, when they say Rune Factory, I'm thinking there's going to be, um, you know, um, wet, you could, like, marry people, things like that. Um, d like, the dungeoneering, that whole aspect of things. Um, but it's, it's you're playing as a cat. I don't yeah. want to marry other cats. That's <laughs> just weird. What, why is that weird? 
I don't look. Who, who, don't, kn- who knows what you're able to do here? For me personally, I'm all I'm all set with trying to marry an animal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What if they get into like cross species stuff? That's just well, weird. Well, yeah. I mean, like you wouldn't want the snakes, right? That'd be just. I don't know a cat snake. All right, now I'm excited again. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, it 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 could be it could be a thing. Um, a lot of people are looking for kind of Rune Factory um alternatives. That maybe that's and this one's like maybe a little more combat focused, and maybe that's that's your deal. Well, this could definitely uh, this is definitely Rune Factory territory. This has Rune Factory written all over it, but there's also Rune Factory, so. If you're the kind of person that would rather play as a cat, then this is for you. It's Rune Factory, both, but with a cat. Yeah. All right. Next, we have a Chemco game. Um, and actually, it's a different kind of Chemco game, at least from you know what I'm used to. Chemco announces RPG Golf Legends. Uh, not much information on there um, regarding this, but let's see what we have here. This is on RPG RP Gamer. Publisher Kemco and developer ArcticNet, excuse me, have announced RP uh, Golf Legends for PC and consoles. The game is scheduled to launch in 2021. RP Golf Legends is a follow-up to RP Golf that launched on Android and iOS in 2017 and on PC via Steam in 2018. So if you go to the Steam, what do we got for ratings there? Uh, so RP Golf Legends does not. I don't. I don't see it. It does well, not exist. All I is, see is RP RP Golf. Yeah, this is uh, so the RP Golf Legends is a follow up title to that RP Golf. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist. So only the original exists on okay. Steam, and that was in 2018. That has 20 a whopping 25 reviews. So Ooh. not many people play this, and it's got mixed. Mixed results for a rating. I I I wouldn't. Um, it looks okay, but I don't know. There's there is the RPG uh, golf game called Golf Story. Yeah, I, I don't think... know. This is, how weird is it to have two different golf RPGs? Are they coming out on the same year? Was Golf Story in 2018, or was that 2017? Uh, Golf Story was 2017. Okay, so this one's just trying to catch the hype in a bottle kind of thing. Maybe, but I think our uh, Golf Story just does it better. There actually is a story to Golf Story, and if you haven't played Golf Story, I definitely recommend playing it. It is actually a good game. Yeah, I don't know about this RP Golf. I mean, the sequel, I have no clue, because I, I can find anything maybe if i go to like youtube or something like that maybe i can let me see if i can find a okay find a better video on rp golf what i see on steam it doesn't nothing about it seems good but nothing about it also seems interesting uh, especially when you have golf story that already released right apparently there are supposed to be um just let me read the little blurb it's very short on rp gamer the game is an action rpg that players uh that has players go on a golfing adventure in a world full of monsters. So, yeah, uh, that's all the information I have here, unless you find something else. Can't find a thing, so... Okay. No videos of it on Steam, so that might tell you something. My guess is it's the same game, just uh, ported for with consoles. a different name. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next new game announcement, we have Puzzle RPG Lenin, the Lion, announced for the Switch. Uh, Lorgnon's Puzzle RPG Lenin, the Lion, is in works for the Switch publisher Pineapple Works, announced today. It releases on track for 2021. This is on Nintendo Everything. A quick little blurb on Lenin, the Lion. Lenin is an albino lion, the only one of his kind, and because of that, he feels insecure and constantly discouraged. Worst, his mother does not understand why his son was born this way, and the whole village despises him and treats him cruelly. Treats him cruelly? Why? It's terrible. Uh, at school, he suffers bullying and can't concentrate on, in class. All right. So, yeah, that is Lennon the Lion. Let's have a quick look at some of this gameplay here. Uh, seems... Mm. It's out there. Yeah, There's almost... some weirdness to the gameplay. I was going to say almost Undertale-esque. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, it, I'm not sure if uh, if there's some, like, kind of quick-time uh, battles or, like, wh what pu what does a puzzle RPG mean? Um for some people, that, that could mean so many different things. So, features a teenager's world and his struggles. No battle systems or levels. Lennon's backpack in his menu. Uh, losing it means not having access to the menu. Mm, that's kind of... That seems very Undertale-esque <laughs> there. Um, choices determine the different endings of the game. The original art, soundtrack, anthropomorphized... Anthropo characters. Anthropomorphized. Yeah, I did say it right. Okay. <laughs> and it, a cute and unique main character. Okay. Those are some of the features. Excellent. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be my thing. If you were into Undertale, maybe this will maybe this will hit that that note you've been missing for a while. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. 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 Uh. All right, that's it for New game announcements, kind of a slow, slow time right now. But we have some uh, quick, quick news. Bravely Default 2 has been rated on Australia. Do you think this game's coming out this year? Yes. Is this the December game, one of the December games you were talking about? I think so. Okay. So yeah, um, this is on Go Nintendo. Last we heard, Bravely Default 2 was slated for Switch sometime in 2020. It looks like that's still going to happen as the game has gotten a rating in Australia. That usually happens shortly before a release date uh, announcement is made. Hopefully, uh, Square Enix will have something to share soon. This was actually uh, the 23rd, and I could have sworn, or I I would have bet money that the Tokyo Game Show would have had this announcement, and it didn't. Uh, because that was just recently ended as of yesterday, and we got nothing on Bravely Default 2. Um, I, I want to say that the demo, like for whatever reason, a lot of people weren't happy with the demo. I, I had no problems with it. It felt like a default game. Um, there, there was no, I didn't have any issues with it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't think this game is coming out this year. I think it's going to come out early next year, maybe the latest March, uh, 2021. Oh, definitely at the latest, but you know what? I think it's going to come out this year because it's a good year to come out, especially in the tail end. There really isn't much competition, especially for traditional JRPGs. 
Yeah. They have, they have nothing to go against. They've released next year. Now they might have a, a little bit of competition. So. Yeah, they'll definitely have. Actually, they have a lot more competition. Uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on. But um, yeah, you're right. If they were released this year, it would definitely help them out. Uh, not getting lost in the um in the hustle there. But we will see. We will certainly see. All right. So next we have. I put this in here. Okay. Uh, it has it has nothing to do with Switch, but I, I think we can. It's just another. Uh, player in on in the um in the scheme of things here, so it Am- might have something to do with the switch. Yeah, yeah, it, it actually could. So Amazon unveils Luna, a gaming version of Prime Video, or I'll even go as far as to say a gaming uh, equivalent of Google Stadia. Uh, so let's see here. This is on PadandPixel.com. I don't know where I found this, but this is where I found it. Uh, the other shoe has finally dropped. I've been saying for years. That there are only three companies in the world that can that can and should invest in robust in-house gaming streaming service: Google, Microsoft, and Amazon. Today, Amazon finally announced that many of us were. Um, today, Amazon finally announced what many of us were expecting: its own game streaming service, Amazon Luna. Is the name of it. Uh, so customers in the U.S. can request early access to Amazon Luna starting today. So this was on. I can't find the date on this. Uh, yeah, where is that date? Guys, come on, Pad and Pixel, get a date on this. Do uh, they not date it? I don't know. This was just a few days ago. It's it's not that old news. So here's here's the issue, and this is what Google Stadia is kind of struggling with right now. What, what is the last Google Stadia release that you know about right now? Uh, for like exclusivity, either exclusivity or anything. Do you know what their library consists of? Doesn't matter. No, the only thing that matters is exclusives. What's what's exclusive on there? I ain't got nothing. Nothing. That's, well, and and that that is a that's an issue, right? We we dealt with yeah. that with the Wii U, right? So, but the Wii U also lacked third party support, so they kind of get the getting the third party support, I guess. Um, Amazon will. I don't know if it'll be on there. They are having. They do are making their own MMO. I'm wondering if if that'll be on there. I would guess it would be. Oh yeah, the MMO is called New World, I think. Yeah, New World. I signed up for it. I have the the key for it or whatever. I I could download it and fire it up, but at this point, the tech is kind of a little bit old on it, so it doesn't look as visually impressive as right. when they first announced it. And I'm kind of out. So that that was it. It's like it's what is it? It's like Colonial RP. It's like a Colonial Time RPG with yeah. some fantasy elements in there. Right. But at this point, it's also it was that had some troublesome uh, <laughs> development because it was it was on the Crisis Engine, and they switched it to the Amazon thing, and I yeah. don't know, weird stuff happened with that. So here's the thing: like when you when you price out all these streaming game streaming stuff, the early access is six dollars a month. I can see that going to about ten dollars, right? So let's just say it's ten dollars a month. 
And then we have, let's go to pricing here. This is just the one thing that caught my eye here. Uh, Google Stadia is $10 a month. Okay, so now you're, you're kind of balancing between the two, right? Should I go for Stadia or Amazon? But then you look at this, this way, and this is the way I would go for, uh, obviously there's a bigger upfront cost to this. Game Pass, Ultimate Game Pass is $15 a month, but you do have to buy the console. Whereas with these streaming other ones, you have to, uh, you, I think you, you may or may not have to buy a controller. Uh, let's see. You gotta. It includes. Wait, it includes a fifty dollar controller. Well, Amazon is releasing its own fifty dollar controller, and it's a fancy looking one uh, that directly connects to the cloud to reduce lag. I, I am amazed that they can get these things to work the way they do. Uh, it's not not required. You can even play games with a keyboard and mouse. That's right. You can use any Bluetooth enabled controller to play games. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming maybe you need like some sort of Fire Stick or Fire TV or or something to that effect. So the upfront costs are minimal with the other two options. Like the yeah. other, I, I think with Google uh, Stadia you need like a Chrome um, Chromecast. I think that's what it's called. Well, there there is that controller that Stadia has, but either way, look the reason why. I'm not into this stuff, and the reason why you're not into this stuff is even though they say it's 4K, 60, and they can do that, that's not where you're going to get. Not at all, because even if it is at 4K, 60, compression just ruins it, wrecks video streaming like crazy. Yeah. And then if if that you're okay with dealing with that, which I'm not, but if you're okay with that, then... You, you definitely won't be okay with the delay, the input latency, and the delay of the video reaching you. It's just, it's just not, it's not an experience that I want to have. I mean, you, for me, that eliminates any chances of running a fighting game, uh, you know, over a streaming service. Maybe if mm -hmm. it's a very slow-paced game, like I don't know, Civilization, something that's turn-based, I could see myself playing that via streaming. But other than that that little sliver of games where my reaction time isn't necessary. Like I could not imagine playing Hades on a streaming service. No way. Right. So let's take a look at some of the games they have. They have shadow tactics, uh, control grid, uh, trails of cold steel, indivisible. Uh, they have some tennis games on here. Uh, Metro Exodus, uh, steam world dig Two, watchdogs yeah. legion. Uh, Abzu, Two Point Hospital, The Surge Two. Uh, they got Blasphemous Brothers. They they got a lot of stuff. They got some, uh, you know, they they got a mixture of indies and big name, but right. it's all old stuff. It's yeah, all it, stuff that we could get in other places. And if you take into account uh, sales, especially times when games go on deep deep sales. You know, you're going to get pretty close to that $6 a month yeah. cost. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sold on it. Uh, I'm not a fan of streaming on the things I, I said already. In addition to that, just I would rather own stuff than to rent stuff. I absolutely hate subscription fees. I agree. I think they are invisible shackles. I... Totally agree. So, yep, it's just another player in the game. Um, Amazon Luna. All right. Um, 
I think I meant to put this in the new game category, but let's just go over it anyway. Potion Permit Revealed brings medical merriment next year. PQ Games has revealed Potion Permit, a potion brewing open-ended simulation title. I'm pretty sure this is an RPG as well, uh, which is sure to enchant you. Playing as the local witch doctor in town of Moonberry, players will gather ingredients and craft potions, ointments, and salves to help cure ailments of the local townspeople. So, again, it's another um, <laughs> working type game, which I'm not sure if I'm a fan of, but it definitely has... Um, the look and feel of a kind of a, it's not a, obviously it's not a farming sim. You're you're basically basically an alchemist going around gathering materials, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's the other loop where of crafting where you're just farming materials to craft and that craft. I like how they do this as a as an apothecary where you are trying to resolve people's outstanding issues of health or or state of being mm -hmm. uh, by crafting certain potions for them. I like that concept because that ties, that can tie well with a good narrative. Yeah. So there's potential. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that is potion permit and um, yeah, 2021 for that one. Sorry. I, I, I guess I didn't organize that well. Please forgive me. This is on RPGsite.com. Square Enix has announced that Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age has surpassed 6 million copies worldwide total, combined from both physical shipments and digital sales. That is a, a freaking astonishing number um, to me. Let's see here. Uh, the figures combines all copies from the original Dragon Quest XI, so it's not just the Echoes of... Uh, I'm sorry. Is this thing... Oh, yes. Sorry, let me just read on. <laughs> the figures combine all copies of the original Dragon Quest XI, available on PS4 worldwide, 3DS in only Japan, and Steam in everywhere but Japan, which sold over 2 million copies alone in Japan in just two days after its release, and 4 million copies after the worldwide launch as of November 8, 2018, and the enhanced Dragon Quest XI-S that is currently available for the Switch. A lot of numbers there, but surpassed 6 million copies sold worldwide. That is quite a number. Do we know what Animal Crossing has done? I just wanted to compare that um, as well. Uh, Animal Crossing is at least double, probably triple that number. So, Really? Yeah. Animal Crossing is the number one or almost number one selling game in Japan of all time. Yep, yep, yep. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about this article. It says, uh, oh, okay, this is the combination of Dragon Quest Eleven and Eleven S. Yes. Sold 6 million, which is a great number, but, you know, that's not a big number at all. That's a big number for Dragon Quest, though. It is. It's great for Dragon Quest. I agree. But it's not a big number compared to, like, Animal Crossing that has had... Uh, it's only been out for half a year and sold double, if not triple, the amount. 22.4 million units. <laughs> that is 
four times the amount. I undersold it. Yeah, you did undersold it. <laughs> Jeez. So, you know, but Animal Crossing is a phenomenon. You don't typically get that. But kudos to Dragon Quest Eleven and the Dragon Quest franchise. Uh, the big number that I would like to focus on is the $4 million, which is double what they sold in Japan, right? $4 million worldwide versus $2 million in Japan. So, yes, Dragon Quest developers, we want more Dragon Quest games to come out to the rest of the world and sooner. Yeah, that that is actually a very big deal because typically we are we get them way later, a year sometimes, actually a year always later. Uh, this just goes to show you that we certainly want it and we want it at the same same time, um, if at all possible. Another another interesting thing about this number is that you know Xenoblade Chronicles is uh, not that far away from this number. The that's, that's the gonna be re, the re-release. Uh, I'm not sure which one has sold more at this point. Okay. But either way, uh, Xenoblade, I believe, uh, pick a Xenoblade game. I'm I'm not sure if it's the re-release or or the remake or the uh Xenoblade two. Uh, they they're right right around two million, probably more. I'm probably underselling it again, but right around two million worldwide. And that's a very new franchise compared to Dragon Quest. Right. Right. We're talking decades for, for Dragon Quest. So, you know, Xenoblade is going to outsell Dragon Quest. I can easily see that happening. I don't know. Uh, with the next next iteration, not not the current Xenoblade game. Okay. Yeah, that that's certainly a possibility. So if there was like you talking like is Xenoblade Chronicles three, is that what you mean? Yeah, if there's a three or an X two something, whatever. I, I would even go as to say, like, whatever the next Monolith game is could potentially do that. Uh, maybe. It, it, the thing with Monolith, though, it, if they're making a new franchise, that might, depending on how they market it, it might not get as much attention. Yeah, we will see. We know they're doing something. Yep. They just don't want to tell us. They will. Uh, obviously. It's coming. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this isn't out on the Switch yet. Soon will be. We will see. Uh, Genshin Impact actually got released today, nine twenty-eight September twenty-eighth. What were you gonna say? And no one's playing it. What? Is no one playing it? Because the servers are overloaded. Oh man, will they get? Everyone well, tried to download it. That's the problem with these these kind of free to play. If you're not prepared for the freaking rush, um, you know, so that could that could easily happen. So yeah, developer and publisher Mi Hoyo uh, released the launch trailer for its open world RPG Genshin Impact again, which is free. Uh, it does have some sort of it does have gotcha mechanics to it. Uh, but it's out on PS4, PC, Android, and iOS, and expected to be on the release. Uh, I'm um, sorry, expected to release on the Nintendo Switch in 2020, 2020. I don't know about that. I don't see it coming out this year. I, I uh, think I think that's going to be another delay. Might be. Game looks real good though. Uh, uh, it, it's those gotcha mechanics I'm worried about, and the story elements that i'm worried about did you were you able to play the dem um the demo or the alpha version or beta version 
No. Okay. The story's not bad. My uh, my brother's downloading it. Uh, he might be done with the download, although I doubt it. It was going very, very slowly, but he, he downloaded it or has it on queue. Yeah. So I'll be watching him. I'll probably fire it up uh, the download tonight on my PS4. Is he playing on PS4 or PC? He's playing on PC. Okay. I could download for PC as well, but eh, I'll, I'll just have my PS4 because I, I don't see myself being glued to right. this game and playing it heavily yeah i think depending and you didn't really get a feel for that when you played the beta version like you you didn't really get a feel for what the uh gotcha mechanics were but over overall like the actual gameplay mechanics felt really smooth um and actually it was pretty fun the gotcha mechanics was pretty fun no i said you don't really get a feel for the gotcha mechanics but the combat was really fluid everything else was really done well All right. Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires official announcement. First screenshots. This was actually right before we came on. Nintendo Everything posted this. Koei Tecmo announced Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires for the Switch at the Tokyo Game Show online uh, this past weekend. Uh, the company has now followed up with more news providing the f official announcement and the first screenshot. So Nintendo Everything has some of those screenshots if this is the game if these are the kind of games that you like um i do know that these miso games have have their fans um they're not for me i'm not a fan of them but i am a fan of one that's coming up oh, oh yeah um uh, but these these dynasty warrior games like these one versus a thousand enemies just mm, just not for me um i usually the, the the narrative is usually lacking in a lot of these, and that's a that's a big part of RPGs for me. It's not just about stats and, and numbers, you know. I don't I don't know about the narrative lacking on the traditional Dynasty Warriors games. They, I don't know if the narrative is easy or 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 sane to follow, <laughs> but they do have a uh, for a bit. They've had a decent enough. Uh, amount of story there, whether it's okay. good or not, that's a different story. They, okay. they do have story stuff. Okay, I'll have to take your word for it. It's got a character creator. It looks like I don't know. I can't read Japanese. Yeah, a lot of them are are in Japanese, but they definitely look character creation uh, type of um, sc screens that they released. That's exciting. That's role playing stuff right there. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about these games. All right. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. It's time to say goodbye to the Nintendo 3DS. Dos Vidania. Now, that doesn't mean like the, um, like the eShop is closing yet. Um, I guess they're still, ha they still have those servers up along with on any multiplayer servers, they still have those up. Um, but they're they're done making consoles. They had a pretty deep sale on their website. I don't know if that's still the the um, I don't know if that's still on. But I I can't open the article. It's it's broken. You you sent you sent me a broken link. Unbelievable. 
I didn't send you nothing. You know what? It's it's so hard to find some good work sometimes. It works. It, All right, do you want me to read it? Sure. Oh. Whoops. Jeez. Oh my god. The link ain't working. What happened? Yeah, the link ain't working. Thank you. It's not what? just me. You gave me a broken link. It was working before. This is anarchy. This is anarchy. This is exactly what you want. You wanted anarchy in this. There, okay. wasn't, there wasn't much there to report. Basically, yeah. the is discontinued. We don't know when the uh, eShop port is going to be uh, is going to stop offering game downloads. But for now, when it comes to production of the 3DS and and that much. Uh, Good luck trying to buy them, or if you are planning on buying them, buy them now, because yep. they're not going to be on store shelves for very much longer. Buy them now and download any games you've purchased, because once the eShop is gone, your games are gone. Yep. Welcome yep. to the digital world. Yep. Yeah, there was some stuff underneath this. What do you have there? Why, why is that stuff there? Well, you had mentioned that you wanted to kind of break out our top three RPGs on the sure. 3DS. You want to do that? Well, I don't have three. That's that's my problem. <laughs> I got three. I'm sure you got three. All right, I'll just go to my top two then. It's Bravely Default and Pokemon X or Y, whatever you want to play. Um, I went with Y because I like the uh, VTOL, the um, the what what the heck is it called? The 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 big main boss there. But I mean, as far as the 3ds is, is concerned, well, we, we do both uh, share. Sorry, good. Well, as far as the 3DS is concerned, I mainly played it for with with other genres. I didn't really play a lot of RPGs. So, am I delayed on you? Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what were you gonna say? Uh, I think you do have a third pick, and your third pick is actually your number one pick, which is also my number one pick. Oh, Which geez. is, we both agree that the number one RPG on the 3DS don't, is don't, don't do the Legend it. of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. That game is absolutely phenomenal. Great stuff. It's the best Super Nintendo RPG, which is A Link to the Past, and it's a sequel to that. I can't believe you're doing this right now. <laughs> phenomenal stuff. But uh, my number two and number three picks would be, uh, number two would probably be Fire Emblem, Awake Fire Emblem Awakening, and... Uh, Radiant Historia, which is phenomenal. Radiant Historia was well, a perfect chronology. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. So nice to know we only have two RPGs as our favorite. Anyway, uh, so Mass Effect <laughs> Trilogy Remaster called Legendary Edition. And guess what? It's not currently planned for the Nintendo Switch. As we said, I mean, this is not news. Why would we even mention this? We I don't know. This. Here's the thing, though. Like you, you put you link this site, you link this article, yeah, right? Yeah. And for whatever reason, I think there's a problem going on with my Nintendo news. None of their links are working. <laughs> oh, their site must have been taken down. Yeah, there's there's, there's definitely something going on. They, I'm getting a 504 error. Uh, but either way, yeah, um, Mass Effect trilogy remaster called the Legendary Edition, and it's not coming to the Switch. I think we we kind of we kind of. We were hoping, right? Because this is one of our predictions for the Nintendo Partner Direct. Uh, we were really yeah. hoping that this was going to come out. Um, it's coming. I think... Uh, and it's, it's been linked at like, in like so many different retailers. Yeah, it's being saved. This is definitely coming. It's just, for whatever reason, Nintendo has not 
given their blessing for this particular piece, probably because of the lineup that they had for that partnership pro, uh, uh, direct. Was, was Yeah, it was really good. So yeah. probably for that reason, they didn't need to drop another AAA bomb. And they've been doing them monthly, right? So they have they had one um, in August, they had one in September. So I feel like that may be a regular thing. I hope, anyway. Yep. Anyway. And, yeah. Let's see if this link works. Oh, look, another broken link. Anyway, we don't need a link for this one. <laughs> the Game Awards uh, 2020 will broadcast on December 10th with Jeff Keighley. Uh, be prepared for all. What's that? Speaking of December 10th, the game that we just talked about, Mass Effect Trilogy, my prediction is it wasn't announced because it's going to be a drop, a, a shadow drop. Digital on only. Yeah, that's a that's possibility. Oh, this, this is a, it's, there's going to be a ton of announcements, I feel, um, because of the new generations will have already been out, actually, the new consoles. Uh, so there there may be a lot of announcements uh, in this game awards. Probably a lot more Sony announcements because of the host. I'm just saying. Sony's the host? I'm just saying there will oh, probably... Be, yeah, Jeff Keighley's the, the host, but I'm just saying there will probably be more Sony announcements. There'll probably be more uh, Kojima announcements. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um... All right, so th yeah, that's it for kind of our quick hit news. Then we have our deep dive type of stuff. Some of our the bigger news for this past week or week or so. Xbox has this purchased. Is this is huge news. Uh, so they're welcoming Bethesda to their to their giant list of development studios. Not just Bethesda. I said Bethesda, right? It's actually like Zenimax, like everything they owned. So you yeah. have Arcane Studios, you have uh, Zenimax Anime, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and there's one other one I can't read. There's, there's other ones. I don't know. Yeah, they're small. Yeah, I can't really read them. Um, but I mean, they did say that they're going to, they're going to allow Bethesda whatever whatever uh, agreements they had with other consoles. They're going to allow them to publish those games there. But after that, everything is exclusively come to Xbox. Now you have games like and I'll read. Oh, sorry, and PC. Um, but they're console exclusive. So you have Dishonored games like Dishonored, The Elder Scrolls series, Fallout, uh, Starfield. When and if that ever gets announced, uh, Prey. So there's there's just a load of RPGs that are now only going to go to Xbox and PC. Sorry. I'm just gonna say Xbox. They they've already announced Starfield. They no, they, showed they showed the best title logo ever. That's right, exactly. You're not, you're not hyped. I I am uh, not quite hyped yet. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you though, I really I hate this. Why do you hate it? I hate it because I, as a Nintendo, say if I only own a Nintendo Switch, I why wouldn't I hate this? I'm never gonna get to play. Starfield when that eventually comes out, or Skyrim when that comes out again on the Switch. I'm never gonna play, be able to play those games. Skyrim's already on Switch. I I know. You're not you're not getting my point. Okay. 
<laughs> so the next Fallout game is never coming to Nintendo uh, or PlayStation. Um, Let's look at how many of these franchises are on Switch. All right, we got Doom. Yep. Elder Scrolls. Yep. Wolfenstein. Yep. All right. The ones that aren't on Switch is Prey, Evil Within, Starfield never came out yet, so we're discarding that. You Fallout, forgot. Dishonored. Doom. All right, Doom is already out on Switch. Right. You didn't mention it, though, I don't think. I did. I said okay. there's three, three of the franchises are on Switch, four of them are not. And Fall, Fallout Shelter is on Switch. Continue. Oh, oh that, that is right. But not, not the main Fallouts. Right? No, no. Uh, but, yeah, there is some semblance of Fallout on Switch right now. So, And my guess is that there is going to be... Because they did, uh, what was it? They've been doing Fallout stuff on Switch, and I think there is going to be a Fallout game, probably Fallout 4, on Switch. I could definitely see that happening. They already got it working with uh, the engine. It's the same kind of engine mm-hmm. as Elder Scrolls, just fine-tuned in, in certain ways. It's not a good engine, but they fine tune it. They got it to work already on Switch, so they can absolutely uh, get that running on Switch. It's not as impressive looking as uh the outer worlds is right Right. so fallout 4 can some downgraded version of fallout 4 can definitely work on switch so i think that's coming dishonored could happen on switch and prey also could happen on switch i haven't played enough of the evil within to determine whether that could or could not happen on switch but here's the big thing the big takeaway is that xbox has allowed their seemingly exclusive games to release on Switch. How many? There have only been two. Uh, two? How many At least could... three. So you have Cuphead, you have Ori, Ori 1 and 2, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And they've, yeah. they've, I could have sworn have done, they have done others, but just, just between Cuphead and Ori, those are two big ones, especially Ori. Ori's big. Yeah, but not Bethesda big. You know, those are in the indie studios. I, I don't know. I, I just really just... I mean, good for Xbox. They they needed this, right? They need oh, they needed Minecraft. studios. Oh, they well, yeah, Minecraft is on everything. But that that is a Microsoft property, and they brought it on Switch, right? And right. Minecraft Dungeons is on Switch. Is there a Minecraft Dungeons on the PlayStation? I, yeah, I believe so. Uh, maybe I'll uh, keyboard that. You keyboard that. I, I don't know. I just... Like I said, I Xbox definitely is playing the game. They definitely needed something like this. This is this is huge. And I just hate that even if I was a PlayStation fan, right? After whatever publishing agreements are over, you're never going to see their new games on there. Whether they're good or not, it's whatever, like I don't know, yeah. whether you know or not you like those games, they're just never going to be on there. And that's I I think that that only hurts the gamers, to be honest with you. I don't think so. I think so. I think it's fine. I mean, for for the Bethesda stuff, typically the best place to play is PC, right? If you're playing Fallout, if you're playing Elder Scrolls, and probably, most likely, Starfield, that's PC stuff. If you're playing id stuff, you kind of also want to play that on PC, right? You're playing Doom right, and but again. See. Not not everybody has gaming PCs to to optimally play these games. Uh, I, I I don't have a gaming PC. I can't do this. To, they're not massive system hogs. I mean, yeah, they look real good, but they're not they're not 
you know, causing your system to, to chug and, and making it like set on fire or anything like that, you can actually run it and it'll look real good on, you know, lesser gaming systems. Right. But it's just another thing you need to have. And oh. I'm going I'm to be honest, it's, it sucks. It really does. It's just. I see it as a wash, more or less, and it could be an improvement, right? If you get the quality that Microsoft wants to hammer in with it, with their now exclusive franchises, because that's that's what they're missing. They've been missing this whole sort of franchise, this uh, this internalized exclusivity franchise sort of recognition. They don't have any characters. They got Master Chief and Gears, and that's kind of it. And Forza. Yeah. Right. I they're making a comeback with some other ones like uh, Fable, but man, they they're starving for something that's actually meaningful and worthwhile. Oh, another one I forgot that they brought to Switch was Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. That's, oh, yep. That's Microsoft, and that's on Switch. So there is a pretty strong relationship, or or a good enough relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo, where I wouldn't necessarily write off some of these potential franchises as not coming to the Switch. Right. I just don't think that... I, I think that happens because Microsoft doesn't see them as a direct competitor, whereas they see PlayStation as, especially on the graphical level, they see them as... A, with play, They see PlayStation more of a, as a competitor. Yeah. It, but my, Microsoft has also been rephrasing their approach their their sort of grand strategy as uh more more along the lines of like an ecosystem right yeah. they didn't need to make their xbox games also launch day and date with uh pc right but mm -hmm. now they're they're allowing their game pass and all, all their other things to sort of straddle both the pc world and the console world and they're working that more and more into uh into being and that to me shows that they're thinking about well clearly they're thinking about the subscription based the service based style of providing uh content the net the netflixing mm -hmm. of things rather than just the traditional console launch and lineup and if the way i see it the stronger they lean on the pc strengths the better because there is there's just you're never going to uh, beat out the amount of content that's available on PC games and the and the plethora of PC games and the quality of PC games that exist than you will with consoles. There's just way more games out there in PC, way more experimental stuff, more flexibility uh, regarding and uh, speed of upgrades and and patches and things like that. There's a lot of there's beta testing and right. crazy stuff. There, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens on PC, and and the more consoles get into that line of stuff without without the bad stuff. There's some bad stuff that comes with PC. I say the better, and uh, the way I see it too is some of these exclusive Xbox franchises are now no longer console exclusive. They're now sort of ecosystem exclusive, where where they're under the grand Xbox umbrella. Uh, because Halo wasn't on PC. I think only the first one was on PC from a, a while ago. A while ago, right. Other, yeah, none of the other Halo games made it to PC. Now they're they're all on PC or they're all coming to PC. Same thing with Gears of War has been coming to PC. So a lot of 
Xbox exclusive stuff has been coming to PC. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, some of the first party Sony stuff has been coming to PC. Yeah, you're starting to see that as well, right? Hmm. Still still haven't changed my mind. I'm just not happy about it. I I I mean, here's what I I I have always been in the Xbox um ecosystem. That's where I've spent a lot of time, a lot of my money. And I still maybe, I'm not sure. But even so, even saying that, and I'm a huge Bethesda fan too. And like these these two are my favorite thing like what, what kind of my favorite things uh, aside from Nintendo obviously. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I'm still not really happy about it. Well, does it impact you? Like tell me tell me how this impacts you if you're planning on getting the next Xbox. How well, is that, this going to in- Well, negative- that's the thing. If say uh, I I miss out a lot of PlayStation exclusives, right? And I hate yep. that. Obviously, I've mentioned that so many times. That was kind of like uh, like I saw the Demon Souls kind of trail. I'm like, all right, maybe I will get into the PlayStation ecosystem. And now this, it's like, what the heck? Like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I and mean, then I can't make all the decision. I can't, I can't afford both of them. Oh, not immediately. I'm no. not, I'm doing this right now. I'm not getting a next gen console day one. There's well, nothing it, there for me. It, it's not even that like immediately, like PlayStation four has been out for seven years and I still don't have one. I don't well, know. The price has come down dramatically since the oh. first launch. And it'll come down even more now that the PS5 will be coming out next month, but still. I don't and know. It's been coming to PC. I mean, there's always going to be options. I mean, stuff like this happens throughout gaming. Uh, it's This is not out of the norm. Was I upset when Microsoft bought out Rare from Nintendo? Yeah, but... But that's what I mean. Know. It's like stuff like that. You get walled off. It, it, it's It's terrible. Well, you got to see what comes out of it. Because Microsoft has, in, in big purchases like this in the past, they have ruined franchises. What have they done with the Rare license? Have they done anything? They've I, done I, some stuff. I'll be honest, they, I, I'm just not. Some stuff as well. they, they didn't do a, a good job with Banjo-Kazooie. They didn't do a good job with Perfect Dark. Actually, they, they kind of ruined Perfect Dark franchise, which definitely upset me. Mm. Uh, they, had a, they had Grabbed by the Ghoulies, which wasn't really that great uh they did the uh viva pinata which uh, some people liked um they also had uh they also they then tasked rare to do a bunch of like party game casual style stuff which was all right rare started to make a comeback with the with sea of thieves right so that seems like the right direction for rare i guess but it's Uh, it's taken them like quite a while to get to that point no it is and also rare i mean for whatever reason microsoft didn't tap into any of the oh rare did do the conquerors bad birthday remake uh type thing but they Man. didn't really tap any further into the rare franchises uh like jeff or gemini uh perfect dark i think is probably rare's best possible franchise that and banjo kazooie and I'm, they didn't really do anything with those two. I'm oh, just waiting. Fable. Not Fable. Um, what was it called? The one with the fairy. Those you can turn it. You can shape shift into animals. I don't know. I'm just waiting for an episode where you don't mention Perfect Dark. Cameo. Oh. Cameo elements, elements of power, or something like that. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, 
that, that was a new franchise that they did for the Xbox 360, and then it launched and, and, and died because it wasn't that good. Or good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. So who knows? I mean, I see the biggest part of this buy is Microsoft now has access to id tech. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. What about that's, the... that's real good technology right there. What about the creation engine? Yeah, they. <laughs> I, the positive of that is Microsoft now has access to the creation engine to fix it or to, to finally it. convince Bethesda, hey, you're not using this crappy engine anymore. Use something newer and better and more up to date. Isn't that what like Starfield was coming out or is coming out on? Is the creation engine maybe like a modified version of it? It's always a modified version of it. <laughs> That's always what they're doing. Oh, man. I, I saw some people out there after this announcement, right? And they were like, all right, Microsoft, what you need to do is fire Todd Howard. Like, like oh. in- instantly, right away, fire him uh, because he is the problem with the Fallout series, the Skyrim series. He's he's terrible. Like, I was like, what are you guys smoking out there? Yeah, he's he's not the problem. No, he's not the problem. Although he he has gotten a little bit too cocky, but he's not the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the last game, although it has got, I I've read reviews that it's gotten better. Fallout seventy six, it's just not not a it's good not, game. Not even close to to the promise of what no. it should have could have been. It's 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 the tactics and the milking. Bethesda has been on a PR downward spiral. Yeah. For the past like two or three years. No good. All right, on to our kind of main topic here. We had that uh, partner showcase. There was a lot of stuff in there. It was actually a really decent one. And it was actually against our predictions too, because we were assuming it was going to be bad just like the previous one. And we were very, very wrong. Uh, we mentioned Hades like a billion times. That was like just Shadow Drop. It was available that that day, which was awesome. Um, I bought it that day. Just yeah. immediately. It's like, oh, okay. Bye. I think I think I waited for like the last day it was on the like the presale, not presale, but like it was like a like it had a twenty percent off uh, because it was brand new or whatever. I waited for like the last day. Anyway. Um, then we had uh, Square Enix. Is it Square Enix doing the uh, Balan Wonderful? It's yeah, like... yeah, they are. What an I, odd... I think publishing it. What an odd game. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So there was that one there. Um, then we also at the end it was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, also Shadow Shadow Drop. Um, uh... oh, don't don't forget about uh, just before that, which Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Digital Foundry did a piece on that. It runs and looks absolutely beautiful. 60 frames per second. Who would have thought on on a game that beautiful? So yeah. kudos to that team. That game, I'm I'm gonna grab that game. I have a feel I'm waiting because I have a feeling they're gonna do a physical, a cheaper physical release of Ori one and two packaged together. Oh, that'd and I'm be hoping nice. that that comes out sometime this year, uh, before the end of the year. Yeah. That'd be nice. But just before that, they uh, did another trailer for uh, Rune Factory 5. Yeah, Rune Factory 5. Um, come to the Switch sometime next year. Still don't have a date for that quite yet. 
Um, the Long Dark, which I actually did play on PC when I actually had a PC to play on. I actually had a gaming laptop. Uh, Long Dark is actually pretty pretty good. Um, I will I will say I had some uh, good times with that. Um, Sniper Elite 4. Now, this one actually has me excited to play a Sniper Elite game. I have no idea why. I It says Holiday 2020, so hopefully this year. I don't know why. This one kind of has me thinking, like, I want to play a Sniper Elite game. I, I I don't know. I don't know if you got that at all either. Uh, yeah, it, it, looks in, it looks impressive. Yeah. But it doesn't look... It doesn't look like a game that seems inferior. It seems like a game, if you're into Sniper Lee, and what I saw of that trailer, I'm like, oh, wow, this actually looks like they took it serious and didn't do a uh, a bad job bringing it over. It actually looks like something that was built for the Switch, and it right. looks pretty good. It looks pretty decent. Um, another one that I've been keeping an eye on, I haven't really seen a lot of information, but this one really got pretty deep into it, um, a game called Empire of Sin. And, and I think you seem pretty excited about this. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it says you got that 20s feel. Uh, it definitely has some sort of mafioso uh, set, setting. Yeah, it's, it's like bootleg America, you know, when alcohol was banned. It seems like it's in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a crime syndicate thing. It seems like there's some more sim uh, type of elements to it, which is Great. I, um, I'm a big fan of uh, simulation, strategy, sort of economics-y type stuff. All right. that stuff seems fun. It looks like a good quality game. They announced this, I think, a year ago Yeah. Uh, at the September presentation, and now it's coming out this year in, what, December? Yep, December 1st. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they didn't show that in their announcement. Um, I, I guess... Uh, this is on Kotaku. They actually had to contact the, uh, or the, one way or another, they found out that it was December first. Uh, yeah, that that game is looking real good. It's uh, it it just shows that you know when when you bring take care to bring up a, a game over to the Switch, uh, mm-hmm. it it's going to gain the attention of the people on the Switch, right? The the players, and I, it has my attention. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna wait for the reviews to come out before I make the purchase because that's typically how I am. But it's a game that I am going to look for when it get when it gets that release day. I'm gonna I'm gonna look around and see what those review scores are. Yeah. And if it's good enough, I'm grabbing it. I think there's also some not base building, some kind yeah, kind of base building, almost like an XCOM where you can um where you set you have your your agents with you and you can kind of do some stuff, I don't know, almost like base building, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Then we have an exclusive, I hate this, uh, Disgaea 6 is exclusive. Uh, Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny, a new entry into the long-running series is coming sometime next summer. And then it's it's got the the wild and wacky stuff Disgaea has. Um, Along with this, they also announced that there's a, a demo for Disgaea 5. It's very limited in time. I don't know. That actually may be, may be over. Um, so, yeah, the Sky is 6, exclusively for the Nintendo Switch. Um, we have here a fitness boxing game. Yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. A sequel to the fitness boxing game. Obviously, it's a sequel, Fitness Boxing 2, yeah. Rhythm and Exercise, December 4th. Get your rhythm on. But the whole, kind of the, the meat and potatoes, I guess you could say. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. What? Before we get into that, I just want to make a little comment on Disgaea. 
series overall. Typically, I'm gonna this sit is back. my bread and butter. I'm I love sit back. tactics, RPGs, but Disguise series, for whatever reason, I think it's, I think I know the reason. I think it's because the series doesn't take itself seriously yeah. that I'm just completely out. It is so over the top and ridiculous to the point where I, I kind of tap out. It doesn't have the level of depth that I would like. It is a simpler, even though it doesn't present itself as a sim- simplification of the tactics genre and the strategies involved within it. It is a simplification of it. Uh, and they throw, you know, big giant over the top numbers and and uh, a bunch of grindy, overly grindy en- elements to it. Where it's not for me, my me as the target audience. The target audience for this guy is definitely a much younger audience than than where I would be comfortable with. So uh, just for that, so yes, this guy is six could be a big deal. But for me, I'm not hyped, and that's why I'm not hyped. Oh, that's too bad. It definitely has its audience. Um, speaking of, like, the zany kind of wild elements, you have the max level is nearly 100 million. <laughs> so oh, thank you. No, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it, it is kind of crazy. There, there are, like, a lot of numbers, a lot of crazy kind of animated, um, like, sp- special moves. It's, it is kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't that, enjoy that, I don't enjoy playing those games. I enjoy yeah. watching those games. Yeah, that that stuff is fine. It's fine that those stuff are there, but when I play those types of games, like not only do I want the great gameplay which Disgaea has to a certain degree, but I want the excellent, excellent storytelling that those games the the tried and true versions of those games have. And yeah. and they have it in space. Like just top notch stuff, Final Fantasy Tactics, top notch stuff. Ogre Battle, uh, Tactics Ogre, right? Top-notch stuff, but, but Disgaea just doesn't really have it story-wise and plot-wise. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Alright, so like I was saying, the meat and potatoes of this whole thing um, was Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. So they have Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Now, this was such a big announcement, they actually had a follow-up direct with this uh, right after the partner showcase. I stuck around. Okay, I'll admit, so for people who don't listen to the show, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan, especially, I mean, Monster Hunter World is a different story, and I've never played those, okay, or that game. The Monster Hunters I've played, I have not enjoyed. Um, I don't like the the load screens really bother me. The maps bother me. Like everything, like like stupid stuff, really gets to me in those games. But I will tell you, whatever engine this is running on, and I think it's the RE engine. Yep, it looks good. It looks real good. This, looks, is, this is what we needed. It looks very very good. And I'm gonna say another thing: the the uh, the Monster Hunter Stories two. The, the stories is really what's interesting. I, I, I think I'm more of a fan of the Monster Hunter, or not a fan, I'm more excited about the Monster Hunter stories too, although I am going to get Monster Hunter Rise. I'm probably going to get Monster Hunter stories too as well. So, as, a, as someone I'm, who plays Monster Hunter, what, what, what are your thoughts here? 
So stories, I'm gonna wait for the reviews, uh, just because you know it it does seem like stories to me is the intro into getting into Monster Hunter for a very young crowd. Uh, it does seem a little bit lighter, and it is more focused on telling a single player type of story, uh, traditional RPG like story, something that is familiar and takes you a step into the world of Monster Hunter. And then Monster Hunter Rise is definitely exactly what I was hoping it would be. It is the next definitive version of what a Monster Hunter game is going to be. I am fully on board. I don't need to see the reviews for this. I don't need it. Don't need it. It's <laughs> it's day one, free order. Let's go. I want yep. that wire worm, uh, what, wire bug, whatever it is that they call it. I am totally in. I'll, I'm Get rid of the palicos. I'm glad there's another option because <laughs> dogs over cats every day of the week. I'm gonna I... have two dogs, two palamutes on my team. No, no question. Right. I'm totally on board. This looks absolutely phenomenal. I love the new mechanics that they're incorporating into there with the uh, with the wire bug and the ability to sort of kind of climb in vertical yourself everywhere. That is a huge, huge element. World tried to get that to a certain degree, but it wasn't as flexible to to incorporate the verticality in combat. But what they have here in Monster Hunter Rise, with that, especially with that wire bug mechanic, you're going to be able to actually get vertical, actually get the vertical advantage on monsters consistently. Is the is the is the big part about it, and that's gonna that's gonna be a big deal because you're I can imagine you're gonna do stuff like hop on top of a cliffside, jump off the cliffside, and do like a, a landing, crushing, crazy blow onto the monsters like back, head, tail, what right. have you. It, that is super exciting. You can run up cliffsides to a certain degree. I think it ties into your stamina system. So there is, there is some excellent stuff going on over here. Hopping up on top. They'd also got rid of, just like Monster Hunter World, where... It, once you go load into the world, everything is seamless. They got that here in Rise. That is a huge, huge deal when that, they did it in World. That's uh, a big deal for me because that was like a big, big problem for me. The the world seems so small and contained. Yep. Where that that's less of an issue now. Yep. And and the fact that you can be so vertical and you can see the expanse, you can see the the distant areas that you could reach because you're so high up just given that vantage point that's impressive stuff now mm -hmm. this doesn't look as good as monster hunter world but this looks real good and it looks good enough if you ask me and i'm just super excited because it's it's also not running on the old engines of yeah. the older style of engines on monster hunter and then and then you have all these new gameplay elements and these are these aren't just new gameplay elements for the sake of doing something different. These seem like they're going to be there forever. These these seem like they're going to take these uh, new mechanics they introduced in this one, and they're probably going to become staples to the franchise. For like, example, like the wire right, bug and the climbing. Definitely the wire bug and the climbing. That I think they're never going to go back. And you hop on the dog, and you can ride it as a mount. And then I didn't even realize this, but you can jump with the dog you can actually jump up and then when the dog jumps up you can 
jump off of the dog like Mario Yoshi style yeah. and get that second jump off of it. That's that is crazy. And the dog can climb as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and the dog's going to fight with you. But I mean, they've had like little creature stuff fight alongside you. So that's sure. not new. But this is this is real good stuff. Because as I said, that verticality is going to add a whole new dimension to fighting monsters. And then they also showed off a whole bunch of different monsters that you could fight. So that's yeah. all it says. That's In awesome. the uh, Tokyo Game Show, they released 40 minutes of footage uh, with with other uh, showing a bunch of other stuff, and they've also kind of went into detail about the other monsters and and whatnot. Um, I'm I'm tapping out at this point. I don't. They they did say they're going to be releasing the dripping information. I, I don't want to know anything. I unless it's really like I don't know. Like I really need to know it for I don't know for whatever reason. I don't want to know anything story wise. Maybe mechanically, if there's some new, sort of new mechanic that's really important, sure. But I don't want to know anything. I want to jump into this not knowing a dang thing. Yeah, it it's oh man, I am so excited. And the big takeaway for me, uh, or uh, one of the big surprises for me, was how soon this is coming out. Yeah, it's coming out in March. Yeah, that's half less than half a year away. That's is it March? I thought it, I thought it might have been even sooner. Or am I? Th- I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Yeah, yeah uh, the. The uh, stories two comes out in what June? It's a summer summer of twenty twenty uh, one. Summer. Yeah, and um, one thing I will say that the the probably the only disappointment out of the Monster Hunter uh, announcements were the amiibo and how low quality they were. I I don't know if it was a camera thing, but boy, they just don't look that good. And 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 the way the the way that amiibos have generally have gotten better over time like if you look at the amiibos now and and compared to where they first came out it's night and day and these just don't they just don't look that good they don't look that good now i will say again i've never played i am getting the collector's edition it comes with the that main dragon amiibo and it's supposed to be an oversized one so i am quite excited for that i hope it's a variant of whatever else because they're also uh selling it separately so i hope i get the i hope it's just different a variant of it ah man this game looks so good i'm so excited for it mm-hmm. uh, what i think is going to happen with the monster Hunter franchise is they're probably going to keep this one alive as a separate skew while world because i'm almost certain they're going to have a sequel to world at some point and they'll keep that as its own uh, skew. So they'll have like two different engines going kind of in tandem with new releases. And that's okay. The, the Switch iterations uh, and the the next-gen world-based uh, iterations. I and, mean, that, and that's okay. They'll both, they'll both sell. Yeah, I, actually, they might even be the same engine, just retooled heavily uh, for one versus the other. Because as you said earlier, this is the RE engine. Yeah. Okay. Um can I can I ask a question? Oh yeah. Does does am I getting a story or a narrative in these Monster Hunter games? Like is Monster Hunter Rise gonna tell me a story? Yes. It's don't expect uh, a great story. Traditionally don't expect a great story in Monster Hunter games. You'll get something that's serviceable and will give you directions and, and an end goal. To achieve, okay. uh, 
but I think stories is where you're you're going to get an actual story. I mean, it's in the name. Oh, okay. So with with Monster Hunter Rise, yes, there's single player. You can do it from start to finish all by yourself. But the the juice, the meat of uh, Monster Hunter gaming is man, it, it is it is the grind, right? Mm-hmm. This is the game, kind of like uh, with Hades, right? It's just the grind is so so good. The the challenge that it offers throughout and in, in that sort of uh, repetitive nature and the feedback loop of killing a monster, get it, carving it up or capturing it, getting whatever drops it has to offer, crafting that new armor that looks like the monster you just slayed, uh, or crafting a new weapon, uh, and then that enhances you in certain ways that allows you to sort of tackle the next hard monster. There's no leveling up. The leveling up is your gear. Mm-hmm. That that is where your progression is. So it, as you fight the monster over and over again, uh, you may be stagnant because your gear isn't leveling up or increased or anything like that because you haven't killed anything. But you're you're getting more skilled at fighting that monster. And with that skill set, that's really that's really the most important thing. So it provides this perfect balance of like being skilled, but also gaining character progression. It's just great. If it's anything like Hades, I'll be like, I don't know, I'll be still on like the beginner stuff and you'll be done with the game. Well, I will I I will coach you, senpai <laughs> you as as much as you uh want or as little as you want. All right, uh, all right. It, the- it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. The, the thing with Monster Hunter though is that it is it used to be and kind of still is just a hard game to get into for newbies. That's that's the big thing. So you Typically, coaching helps so much for for newcomers into the franchise. Now, and typically, these are single player games, correct? Uh, no, they are. They well, are, well, World I know is multiplayer. All of them. All of them. All of them are multiplayer. Wow, yeah. I have so much I, to learn, Mister Miyagi. I think, I think all of them. I'm almost certain it's all of them. Uh, I don't know about the first one, but yeah, they they are. That that's that's the best part about them is that they are multiplayer. You four, uh, three other friends, you know, four player multiplayer get together and take down a monster together over and over again. You I know, different monsters, so many different monsters, etc. I don't think they um they I don't think uh, maybe it's just assumed right, but I don't think they mentioned it specifically. M- multiplayer. Oh, it, it, uh, it might just be have- assumed. They, they. I think they mentioned it in that, uh, that longer extended. Okay, thing. I might have missed yeah, it. Yeah, going to be because they talked about uh, the Palamute and Palico yep. and the options of how how many you could have with you, and if you are doing one or two players, you can have two one. Palamutes or whatever. And if you do uh, three or more, you can only have just one with. Okay, you. I I do remember that then. All right, I just didn't remember it. Yeah, it it would be at this at this point in Monster Hunter franchise, it would be so weird and out of place if they didn't have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And stories is just a different that's a different beast altogether. That right. one I'm not expecting multiplayer. Hmm. I I don't know I don't know what it is about the stories one, but that one looks looks good too. It does, and that that one just they went with a very different art style. Uh, I, I didn't look into the original story, so 
to me, that's just a very different. It's good looking art style too. It's, it, the game looks good. Uh, it's just very very different, and uh, I'm excited. If that game reviews well enough, I'll definitely pick up stories. I might pick it up anyway. We'll see. We will certainly see. So yeah, we um we are both excited for Monster Hunter. Um, I I kind of skipped over this. It was it was accidental. Um, but I did want to mention it. Aonuma approached the team at Koei Tecmo specifically for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And I, I think I kind of mentioned this when this was announced, or the last time we talked about this, is that, that yes, they, they, he did contact them because he felt that the, um, the war was probably, it, it fit what they were doing at Koei Tecmo with these Misu games. And um, I haven't been able to read the article that you linked, Johnny. Uh, but I'm assuming that's that's kind of what it says, really. Yeah, it's it's along the lines of uh, Awinuma approached them mm -hmm. because he had because of their relationship already with with a warrior a a high high warrior thing already. Right. Uh, and the fact that I guess they had just so much of the story of Zelda, especially when Ayanuma is uh, working on the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which is going to tie into the same storyline, but that's moving forwards in, this, in the story. And there was already so much there in the past that Breath of the Wild couldn't quite fit in in a realistic manner. Well, he did and it in, in, Zel in the memories, right? That you collected? Did, but, but not enough. No, there, not enough. There, there's there's a lot of stuff there, and there's a lot of exciting stuff there. And the fact that he thought of, especially in, in the wartime stuff, right, incorporating that into Hy Hyrule Warriors and leveraging that mm -hmm. to such a tight degree. And, yeah, that's it just shows that this is a much bigger, more important collaboration between Nintendo and the Warriors team. And this isn't something that it... I can easily see it reflected in the quality of the end game, the the calamity, right? Hyrule Warriors calamity something. Not necessarily the the quality is definitely there, but I can also see it really heavily relying on the narrative, um, because it's actually telling a story that's that needs to be told. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in Hyrule Warriors, I mean there was a very loose story there. Where this, like, there's there's something, a specific set of things that need to happen. Um, so I think that narrative is very important in this game. Yeah, and and they showed, uh, what was it, in, in the uh, trailer that came out the other day, they showed uh, Impa, young Impa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. alongside. And that is, uh, it's just beautiful stuff because Impa is in Breath of the Wild, but is this old lady, old, yeah, right? Yeah. And, yeah see that hundred years of age which by the way nintendo you messed up you messed up storyline wise on breath of the wild very end how could you you should have did what i said you should have done what's that oh the only thing that they that would have perfected the story even though the story is not like phenomenal or anything like that it would have like really hit hit the ball home was the ending for breath of the wild it should have been zelda old lady zelda not necessarily, because um, she's just... hundred years later! Right, but she's also fighting Ganon that entire time. Yeah, and she's aging that entire time. That's what they should have done. 
she aged while doing that. Is she aging though? Well, no, she, uh, clearly she didn't, but no, she, she she's not. No, she shouldn't have. She should have. Nope, I disagree. I I think she should have. I think she should have aged and died, right <laughs> from, from old age in Link's arms. I would have cried like a baby. Oh, I, I th- you're definitely right. It would have definitely pulled on a lot of heartstrings, but then we would we would have a very different Breath of the Wild too. We would, we absolutely would. But to to not pull that off because of a sequel, that is where business. Uh, gets in the way of creativity and art. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I would. Yeah, you just want to kill the kill people, kill the heroes. Uh, but oh. appar- apparently, there's some uh, some bonus stuff if you order digitally. Um, what do we got here? Bonus. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, do you have it there, or is the link not showing up? No, 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 it's showing up. Did you want it? I didn't know if you wanted to go over it. Um, you can go ahead. All right, so yeah, you get a bonus trading sword, training sword. I don't know what these weapons do, but it's the wooden training sword in Breath of the Wild. Um, if you it have, if you have save data from Breath of the Wild, you get this training sword. Um, but there also is uh, another one where you get a soup ladle. Um, for I think it's just a digital pre-order. So if you digi- uh, digitally pre-order, you get a soup ladle. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't, I don't pre-order my digital games. No, this, it's unnecessary, but I, I really hope there's some sort of physical edition or even collector's edition. Put a yeah. stupid freaking uh, soup ladle in that. I'll still pre-order it. I'm, I'm never going to get a Zelda game that isn't physical. Yeah, yeah. That's just silly. All right, so let's see. Rumorland, no, not doing it. I'm not falling for it. I'm not doing not it. Doing it. Not no. doing it. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, Tom Holland is eyed to play Link in a Netflix Legend of Zelda. I don't think it's happening, and I don't want Tom Holland to do it. Uh, next, we move on to listener questions. I have a listener question. That's because... Oh, my goodness. Yes, I, I went to a Facebook group, and I said, Hey, listen, I'm recording an episode. It's going to heavily rely on a Nintendo Partner Showcase. So we got a question that has nothing to do with the Nintendo Partner. No, it kind of does. Um, so this is on the Facebook uh, group, uh, Mike D. Oshberg Jr. Are you guys okay with the new strategy that Nintendo is using to announce new games, or do you miss the longer quarterly directs of old? I know COVID is most likely the reason for this new method, but I miss the getting like 8 to 12 new things to look forward to at once. If, here's my thing, if for um, if the Nintendo Partner Showcase is anything like what we just had, I'll 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 take that monthly. But you got to take the good with the bad, right? So you'll end up with some real stinkers like we did the month before, but then you'll end up with this one. So but I I will say I do miss a lot of these these bigger bigger ones cuz I think that's where Nintendo in their first party really really shines and we haven't gotten those um even like the Mario 3D World the the All-Stars that's kind of like the last one we got. But that was more like a special, special event. Uh, we got a Pikmin just kind of drop a trailer type of thing. We've gotten a few of those where they just drop a trailer um, sort of things. I And I kind of, I don't like those. I don't like uh, that. Yeah, that happened to uh, Mario. Uh, the Paper Mario. Yes. Or, yeah, same, same kind of treatment. I don't like it. I don't like this direction. This is bad direction. 
I understand it's due to uh, silly government lockdown issues, but we this this is not a trend that I would like Nintendo to continue. I will absolutely deal with it because I'm understanding, but yeah, this is not ideal. They yeah. they are they're kind of not treating certain games like with uh, Pikmin and Paper Mario. They're they're not giving it the full treatment that they kind of deserve. Uh, more or less, right? There, there's more fanfare when, when you have that bigger, grandiose presentation. But also, if you just measure what they have announced already and what they have released already uh, from, I would say, from, like, April, A- April up until yeah. now, and if you combine all of that, it's still less than what we would have gotten for an E3. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I mean, for first party, it's literally been, you know, the Mario 35th anniversary stuff, uh, which we've only gotten one game, I think, out of it. Basically, it's a collection of three, but one game, and Paper Mario. Like, uh, and and Pikmin, and... Right, but that's, but that's not or, even out. That's like, not even, I can't buy those things, you know? I know, I know, but but those would have been in the, three, the E3 presentation, but it seems like we're missing just one more or two more big, yeah. big, big games. Maybe, and, yeah, uh, maybe more than two. I would say three or four. Yeah. But yeah, we're definitely missing stuff, yep. without a doubt. Um, but you're right. I, 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 the first party is really where it's hurting. The, the kind of like the third party, their partner thing like we're seeing. Um, we're getting, it's a little bit better. At least this one was. This one was a lot better, actually. This recent one. But yeah, this this stinks. It really does. It's poo-poo. If I had to tell my kids what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so today is the 28th. I want to take a look into our future releases. Um, I will say that it's Definitely not... not that one that's listed there. It's not so good. No, it's not that one. I, I don't yeah. even know why that one's there. But I will tell you um, that it's not so good. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Yeast Origin coming out October 1st at a price of $15.99. It's alright. It's an alright game. Um, we have Warsaw. I think we've mentioned that a few times. It's kind of like the World War II uh, Darkest Dungeon Collaborative. Um, that is coming out October 1st. And it is... That's... That's a thing. Is it a thing, though? Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty good. That, that's going to be a fun game, especially for the price that they have it listed at, at least digitally. Uh, it's got a 20% discount, so that's going to be a $16 game. I think that's worth it. Yeah, it's a $16 game. I don't know. It just it just looks like a PS1-era game that I have no interest in playing. I don't know. It's not for me, okay? I think you've, you said you've played it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's just not for me. It does have that twenty percent discount at fifteen ninety nine. Normally it's twenty. Uh, then we, like I said, we have Warsaw October first, nineteen ninety nine. Definitely a darkest dungeon. Um, spit not spin off, but influenced. Um, let me see here. I lost my page. Oh no. Um, I'm gonna skip over a. Re- it's a retro class. Classics collection from Data East. I, I don't know which game in there would be 
an RPG, but it's classified as an RPG, so we'll move on from there. I don't even know how many games that's going to include, but it says collection number one. There's a lot of games coming out October 1st. Holy cow. Orange Blood. This is a another adventure sim game. I don't know. Uh, 20 doll hairs. It looks like it's got a... Uh, what, a are, what are you sorting by? I, I can... <laughs> I sort by RPGs only and release date in reverse order. I'm looking decudeals.com. How do I how do I reverse that sort? You you sort it again. You hit I, sort by release date and then you hit sort by release date again. I did. I'm I'm not, I only got one game on October 1st, which is East Origin. That's it. Oh man, it's so fun learning the internet, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, just just follow along. Type in the game's name as I as I say them. You, you, Orange Blood. Or I can link them in the article. How about I just do that? Like like. Uh, or, uh, you can you can go ahead continue. Follow that. <laughs> this is all behind the scenes stuff. Follow the link I just put there. Okay. I'm following. All right. There we go. Jeez. Wow. Are you new here? October first. Hey. <laughs> or orange blood let me read a description on this all right oh i like this 1990 x no 99x it's the year new Coza. it's the end of the 20th century on a historic timeline different from that which we know a man-made island off the coast of okinawa is humming with a dirty exotic vibe and it's awesome <laughs> rusted rust and rust and faded concrete glisten in the morning sun and the late afternoon and late I'm sorry late night neon showing off various faces of the island so it dubs itself as a f- amazing soundtrack for kawaii soldiers simple yet deep turn-based gunfighting so this is a turn-based game it does not look like a turn-based game does it uh it the the combat is side scrolly and i see hp bar i see whatever fp I, I don't know what that other thing is looks like it has three or four different bars yeah uh, of management it's got four characters so yeah it does look uh like yeah. a traditional turn-based uh side scrolly thing but okay. you got guns you got guns but, i can see some sort of turn turn order thing um it's a in a pixel art fashion it's uh maybe cyberpunk colors i don't know I, i'm not even sure um what to call this the color scheme here um, but I think it's, yeah, maybe some cyberpunk sort of stuff. Neon. Yeah. Pixel, Neo, Neo Pixel. All right. So yeah, Orange Blood. Take a look at that one. It doesn't that look. That one, by the way, is a uh, 73% user score on Steam. Okay. All right. Metacritic, it's at 57. All right. So do some research. Do some research there. All right, next is a Kemco game, $15, October 1st. We have, um, it's a it's a Kemco game. It's called Liege, Liege Dragon. Let's read you a little bit of the story. Find the dragon, find the dragon tools of legend to stand up to the evil dragon in a fantasy RPG. So if you're familiar with these types of games, uh, most of them are turn-based. They look, they still look like they're always all done in the same engine. Um, RPG maker sort of stuff. 
I'm honestly not. I know that we have some Kemco fans out there. I I don't know. I mean, what what differentiates one from another? Is it just story? I I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Character story and character designs. I don't know. It all looks the same to me. It does. All right. October fifth, we have Space Grunts. What are you? All right, combining this as an action arcade strategy role playing game, combining fast paced action, uh, arcade action with turn based gameplay in a roguelike setting. Wow, you are gonna mix all that stuff. All right, Space Grunts combines fast paced arcade action with turn based turn based gameplay. The year is twenty four seventy six. Earth Earth's Space Federation has been building moon bases across the galaxy. One of the newer moon bases has been sending out distress signals. Oh my god. What's the Metacritic on this one? <laughs> do you have that one? I don't have it, but I do have a user review score. It's Tell got, to me. Uh, there's only 36 reviews, so it uh, might not be very reliable, but it is 80%. Wow. So it's it's not bad on the user review score side. Uh, it. I don't know. I've I've seen this game played multiple times. Not this game specifically, but this a games like this. Yeah. It looks like uh, run of the mill stuff. Yeah. So. All right, and the final game, October six. It's an adventure action RPG. It is called Ninth Dawn Three. A lot of numbers there. All right, so it's a huge open world RPG dungeon crawler. Pack full of collectibles with over 270 monsters and a fun card game to play. So it's a 2D game. Let's take a look at some pictures here. I have no idea. I do. I definitely. It's got a fishing mini game. Okay. Uh, it's got some card, <laughs> card based mechanics. It's got some definitely dungeon crawling type of stuff with roguelike. I can definitely see that. Now, as far as what it looks like, let's take a look here. It is a, a pixel art game, uh, again done in that same manner, the kind of the Zelda, the top-down manner there. Uh, there. Oh wow! Okay, I wasn't expecting it to be uh, real time in the movement. Well, they did. That's because they did they mention no, they didn't mention turn-based. Okay. So it says hack and slash, so twin stick, so it's kind of the top-down, isometric-y. If I had to say, this is... I'm getting, like, bad Diablo vibes here. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. Okay. Uh, but I could be wrong on the bad part, but it's... If I had to describe it very, very quickly, it's Diablo. Yeah, pixel art Diablo uh, with fishing mini games and card mini card games. <laughs> yeah, but actually, you know, it's it's a little weird, but it actually doesn't look bad. It kind of looks like it could be good. Yeah, you know, I'd have to see some uh, some action shots here. I'd have to see some gameplay. Uh, it's frantic. It's it's okay. definitely gonna be. Kind of thing where it's isometric, top down, actiony. You gotta dodge the bullets, the enemy bullets. You gotta roll away. You gotta strike the enemies. Make sure you're not getting surrounded too much. Okay. Kind of thing. the card game thing looks. I'm looking at the video of it right now. I don't know what's going on, but 
It doesn't look like it's related to the combat whatsoever. <laughs> Nor does the fishing minigame. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's going to do it for some of our upcoming RPGs for the week. And that's actually going to wrap up the episode for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And remember to send in your questions. Send in your Shen, them. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't know why, but I've been having a tough time reading today. Um, and and it's extended beyond this. Like even at work, I was just reading stuff and uh, for work, and I'm just not under. I don't know what's going on. And maybe there's some cognitive function um going on here. Yeah, um, maybe maybe you got your head too close to your cell phone. That's maybe the frequencies are scrambling your brain. Something is definitely happening. All right. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. And remember to send in your questions and comments. You can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen to that, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts. So your support there would be amazing. And finally, remember, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, see you around.